Hey guys, welcome to Pod. We've got something a little bit different for you this week. Um, whilst it's not the usual CrossFit content you're probably used to hearing from us, I think there's a lot of crossover. And I'm joined by Tristan Bevan and Saha Khan to talk about their new app, My Finish Line. And um, I'm probably not in the best place to tell you about it. So Tristan, maybe you can kick us off. What What is the concept? Uh, the concept is we are both um, hugely interested, uh, both socially and professionally when it comes to uh, to anything to do with fitness and Saha and I met probably about nine months ago and we, we both had separate ideas on um, how to develop our interests through uh, through the medium of tech uh, and as soon as we met we, we instantly realized that we were both on different strands of the same string and uh, we decided to collaborate and became co-founders of My Finish Line, uh, which is essentially developed into an online community where people can share uh, information on how they train. Uh, and uh, we're trying to widen it to a scope uh, that includes everything from gym workouts to comparing how to prepare for marathons and triathlons. Mm. So how did you both meet? Uh, so we've got a mutual uh, friend, yeah. uh, Matt Church, um, who, who we were introduced to, I was introduced to a family friend, um, and we met here in Swansea, actually. That's right. Um, in a coffee shop just down the road. Uh, and, yeah, we, we, had a, we started talking, and I, at that point, had a very sort of skeleton-like uh, prototype of, of, my, of my finish line, what it is today. And um, we... I showed it to him and he told me about his idea and I realised that there was definitely synergies to be had um, and that we were kind of looking at the same demographic of people um, and if we were to combine our ideas together, not only would we benefit from the synergies, uh, but we'd also benefit from the um, sort of combining the same the two markets together to build a bigger community. So talk to me about the combined product. What is it offering people? So, so my my finish line is uh, the the original idea is to turn your um, workouts from let's say Strava at the moment uh, into a training plan for somebody else to follow. So, uh, let's say that you've just completed uh, the London Marathon, for example. What you do is you log onto our platform. You say, I started training on let's say December first. I finished training on April fourteenth. And what the app will do is then take all of your workouts from Strava and convert them into a training plan that somebody else can then look at and go, okay, this is how a real person trains for the London Marathon. Um, we can then sort of, on the other side of it, when somebody comes to look for a training plan for, for the London Marathon, they can then search by uh, the experience of the athlete that uploaded the plan, how many sessions per week, um, uh, whether, um, whether they want to um, sort of filter by what are the other things about race for example so for example uh, if you want to find a plan specific for uh, London Marathon uh, you can then search for London Marathon and it will show you all the plans that have been uploaded for just that specific race or you can search more generally for marathons as well so it, allows, it gives you all those options to search by but it's not obviously just marathons there's a triathlon element and an iron element absolutely yeah right marathon's that's... just the example I use yeah. um, but obviously um Ironmans, uh, 5Ks, 10Ks, sprint triathlons, duathlons. Uh, we've kind of got a scope for all of that. And th those are the kind of people that we're really, really targeting um, for, for, this, uh, for this product. But then there's also the gym side to it as well, isn't there, Tristan? Yes, and, th and this is kind of where we coexist as far as CrossFit to my finish line is. Uh, I mean, I've been in professional sport for the last 22 years. And, yeah, we'll, um, we'll come to that. We'll oh, come to that. Don't <laughs> you worry. Please don't. There's someone in the back of my mind. But um, it's a, a part of what sport is all about is the, the, the people I've coached or interacted with over the years 
they're always so interested in what makes them good um, which is exactly the same as what you get in the CrossFit demographic. Mm. You, you've got sort of people who, like Lauren, for example, you could walk into the gym today and you'd know exactly what you do on most exercises, how many reps, how many sets, what it would take you to, to push your boundaries. Now, my job as a coach over the last however many years uh, has been to log all that and to, to sift it, what's good, what's bad, what's, what's um, not so useful moving forward. But what I've realized over the years is that the information that is peddled to us from so-called gurus, so-called sort of research, so-called analysis, exists on the same continuum as what the experimental user experiences when he or she walks into the gym and, and, and writes it down in a book, where it's just because information exists. There's no real quantification of what's good and what's bad out there. It depends on what is suitable for you. So what we've done on the, on, on the app is created like a workout generator. And what, what I've tried to place on the workout generator is these are sessions that I have found to be not only popular, but also very entertaining, very sort of full of ver um, varied content. But also we can, we, you know, we've, we've put uh, thresholds on there. These are relatively low intensity. These are medium intensity. These are very high intensity. So you can go on there and challenge yourself against sessions that I've used with professional players in the past. And also things that I've known from my interaction with various sports that other people use. So, um, yeah, it's hopefully something that people can click onto and go, oh, that's interesting. I'll see what that's all mm. about. So at the moment, they're created by you. Is, is there user-generated content as well on that side of things? Not on that side for now, no. No. Um, no. Um, a, a part of a conversation Sahar and I had, had, had instantly realised that we were on the same page was if you go down user content as far as um, uh, the, the workout generator is a part of what I've done over the years is try to filter what mm. I think is good and bad. And uh, there's, if we went down that road, there's so many competitors out there mm. on the market um, that we wanted to be a little bit unique yeah. uh, and pigeonhole ourselves more as far as an online community as opposed to a, this is what we do if you want to, uh, just a, a general workout in the gym. And it's all very simplified as well. So if you actually look at the training plans, there's not an awful lot of technical stuff on there. And if there is anything that might, maybe the average Joe wouldn't understand, um, it's kind of explained. So we have a little pop-up that says, if you want some technique tips, you can just click on that. And it will say, for example, if somebody doesn't know what a bench press is, it might, Chris, Tristan's then gone on and added some um, ex explanations of, of what that actually is and how, how, you, how you do that. But again, very simplified. It's, it's to not overcomplicate things. And most importantly, it's to not scare people away. And that's what we're all about, is, is making people feel like, oh, I'm not afraid to go to the weight section in the gym, even though it's all full of these massive men. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to just follow this very simple uh, exercise for me to do for the next 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah, I was going to come to that, actually. So is, is the target is at the general public, despite yes. obviously your background in professional sport. This is about creating a community mm. for your average person. Yeah. 100%. As a funnel into that whole other world of whether it's triathlon, running, you know, people who feel like they can join these communities that from an outsider's perspective, you know, even CrossFit, it can look quite daunting, you know, like these people are amazing. You know, you see all the content on, on social media and like, I could never be like that. Why, how, you know, how can I just walk into a gym and go to the weight section? And it's like, it's okay, we've all been there. This is what you need to do to just, you know, sort of funnel yourself into these communities. So what was your personal experience that led you to think that this is even a concept or an idea that people would buy into? So I'd say probably around three-ish years ago, I was in my final year of university and um, spent the first two years 
probably drinking a little bit too much um, cider. True story. Uh, <laughs> um, going out a lot. And I had the opportunity to run the London Marathon for a charity that my friend was working for. Um, and I thought, well, you know, why not give it a go? And I caught this massive fitness bug. And since then, it's kind of snowballed. Um, and I've uh, completed two Ironmans, um, one half Ironman, countless marathons. Um, and through that whole process, what I realized was at the start of all that, I looked at these people and thought, wow, these people are like gods, but they're not. They're just exactly like what I was at that time, have, who've just a little bit further down the line. So it's about, so when I, when I then went on to, you know, sign up for my first Ironman, admittedly had had a f few ciders that night as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I went on the next online the next day to find out how I can train for such a thing. And I've always found that the best advice I've always got is from people that have already done that event. So I knew people who'd already done Ironman Wales, for example, and I was going on to their sort of um, social media and also, you know, looking at their Strava accounts and just kind of trying to piece together how how they achieved that uh, their goal. Um, and then sort of analyzing that myself and seeing how I could apply it and then go on and do the same thing. Um, so I realized if we just had one place where you could almost take a, like a, a fitness snapshot of, of, your, of your fitness life during you know, the time that you were training for that event and then share that with people, that would allow them to see, okay, in one place, all of this information is there for me to see. This is how they, how they achieved that goal and therefore I can do it. And, and for your CrossFit community, I mean, to extrapolate that to, to, to my side, I suppose, is uh, imagine this as a concept, but imagine if I w was looking to take up CrossFit. I mean, I'm 44. I'm far too unfit to even <laughs> contemplate doing that. But what I would do is I would use my network. I mean, Lauren, I'd phone you. I would text John Lugg, who's yeah. a friend of mine who um, meddled in the CrossFit Games a few years ago, or, or Robin, who's a coach in Cardiff Blues, people who I know who are integrated in that community. And I would ask you for advice. Now, the purpose of my finish line is, imagine if you had a community of 20,000 of those people. Mm. That's, that's kind of where we're looking to, to stretch mm. things. From your background in professional sports, when Saha came to you with that concept, how yeah. did you see the two marrying in terms of as, as I guess, what you would provide to athletes versus what the community can provide to athletes? I, I suppose the best way to explain that is um, I, I learned over the course of my coaching career that you start off in a place where you think you know everything and then you slowly realize that you don't. <laughs> the, the more information, you, the more the information then you absorb, you think, okay, this is the direction maybe that I should go to. And then the last stage of it is the integration with the athlete himself or herself, where you think, right, all this background that I've got in knowledge and experience is probably not even working with the demographic of players I'm working with. So therefore, the interaction with them is the most important thing. So therefore, hearing what people experience as they're training and what they want is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it probably took me 15 years to get to that point <laughs> of realizing it, where um, obviously that's a coaching journey, but it's also an educational journey. When, mm -hmm. I, when I meet Saha and think, right, what do people actually want? Well, what they want is they want, I suppose, the knowledge that I've got built over years, or people like me, I should say, um, into a little bite-sized thing that's interesting for them. Mm -hmm. And I suppose if there was a, a tagline for my finish line, it would be that, which is, we're trying to refine as much information as we can to present to the user in a very simple form. And it's from the ground up and from the top down. So as you said, as Saha said earlier, if you're looking to start things, it's got a roadmap for you to get to the end. Whereas if you're a, an extremely established CrossFitter, for example, you know, the type of people who be listening and watching this right now, they can click on and go, right, let's try one of these really hard sessions and work back down to see if, you know, to test myself. So there's, 
we've got a relatively wide bandwidth of people that should be interested or could be interested in this. Um, does it cost? I'm, I'm asking largely because obviously you can, for example, if you wanted to get from A to B, pay for a coach. Mm. So this obviously negates that need to a certain extent. Yeah, again, so we're, we're providing much more sim simpler advice. Um, we're not claiming to be, you know, this massive... Obviously, Tristan's worked at that level, so he knows what it takes and what the additional sort of um, technical advice you could get from, from that kind of thing is. So what we're trying to do is, is create a place where you can have almost examples of things to do rather than like this is what you have to do these are the stats you have to fit for um, match these are all the technical terms you know that kind of stuff takes a lot more research and that kind of stuff is probably something you would have to pay for because of the research that goes into it what we're doing is just providing a platform to allow others to share their sort of you know training journeys and also provide much more uh, simple simple uh, training advice um, we do have sort of plans for the future um, in terms of, you know, a uh, slightly more detailed product that people, you know, we, we may charge for at somewhere down the line. But at this stage, we just want to encourage as many people to come to our platform as possible. And we're not really looking to sort of charge them for any of that. No, I mean, we, we've got ideas as far as what we could offer from a premium point of view. Mm. Um, but uh, from from a demographic, that... The way we're looking at the moment is that's probably going to be towards the real high end as far as, you know, the real tough sessions or the yeah. ones that have got some kind of uh, challenges assorted. I mean, the workout of the day is that a thousand CrossFit gyms all around the world uh, would, would, would put on every single day mm. comes from somewhere. And whoever writes that up has got an experiential way of deciding, right, this is what I've decided to do. And that's kind of what we're looking to do in the premium part, which is, right, what are the things that are really going to test people? Mm. But we're not quite there yet as far as no. the users. And, and our primary goal here is, is really to, you know, create that inclusive environment for people. And if, you know, potentially putting a cost on that is, is going to put people off. And, that, and that's yeah. what we're not, we're not trying to do that. We're trying to encourage people to come and join. And get fit. And get fit, yeah. which is, yeah, you know, the, all the benefits associated with that. You don't even you need to sort of touch on that. It's exactly. So how do, you, how do you vet people? When people are putting up workouts, how do you make sure that they're legitimate? Um, so uh, we implemented a system which basically similar to, um, you've got like likes on Facebook, for example. Um, you can follow a plan, but you can also respect a plan. So there's a little fist bump. Um, if you think somebody's plan is good and you sort of think that they deserve respect for that, you can give them respect. And we have what's called an athlete ranking. Um, so it's based on how many respects a plan has um, or an athlete in total on all their plans have. So there's gold, silver uh, and bronze. And every time you do a search for plans, let's say you search for a marathon plan, it will return the gold athletes first and the bronze and the silver and then the ones who aren't ranked. Um, and that's how we make sure that the quality of the plans you're looking at are going from the best um, down to the maybe sort of slightly strange ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So probably a good time to go into your backgrounds a little bit and why, why you are different as app developers. I mean, every man in his dog nowadays is, <laughs> is trying to create yeah. apps, aren't oh, they? absolutely. So, so what, what is your unique selling point? Like, like Tris, obviously, background in sport. Tell us a little bit about your history. Yeah, I mean, my history is I've worked primarily in, in track and field and in, and in rugby for the last 20-odd years. Uh, went to a university in America that was the elite of the elite. Uh, look back on those days now thinking, you know, the... I got old. 
Hold on, hold on. Oh, is it that kind of... Here we go, Lauren. Um, No, but I mean, I remember one of my first jobs uh, as a graduate assistant coach in Michigan State was just holding a stopwatch on the side of the track. And I realised that some of these student athletes who now are probably working in jobs that are nowhere near enough. These these guys are running four-minute miles in training, and you think that's the kind of standards that, if that's the starting point of your standards, everything's downhill from there, surely. But Mm. I ended up working after that in uh, in rugby, Cardiff Blues for a a long period of time, then in Wasps. Um, But I suppose the the sum of my experiences would be, uh, and still continues to be, which is um, you're always learning. You're always kind of finding stuff out about uh, about sport and about the research behind sport. There's obviously sort of cornerstones of principles that that are tried and tested, but um, especially since social media has exploded, you know, you can go on social media now and you can't see the forest from the trees as far as as far mm-hmm. as information. You don't know what's good. You don't know what's bad. Um, and I suppose from my end, my finish line is an attempt at a filter at that. Mm. Um, we, we're not looking to compete with other apps. I mean, there's loads of guidelines and, and suggestions, apps out there, you know, this is what you need to do in order to get this. But that's not what we're about. We're about this is what you can kind of try. We're, we, we are a, an example of what people do mm-hmm. as opposed to a go from A to B. Yeah. What about you, sir? So, I mean, you had a background in Amazon, is that right? That's right, yeah. Um, and you did a lot of the coding on the original prototype. Yep, yep. So, so yeah, so I, I after graduating um, university, I, I went on and worked as a manager for Amazon for um, just under three years. Um, so I was uh, far away from tech, as you can possibly imagine, <laughs> which is ridiculous considering I was working for one of the biggest tech companies in the world, probably the biggest tech company in the world. Um, so I was actually working in operations, um, managing uh, pickers and packers. Um, I really enjoyed it, um, but I realized it probably wasn't my passion. Um, and after doing a bit of soul searching and uh, sort of having this initial idea at the back of my mind, I started exploring how I could do it um, and then uh, found myself sitting at a demo day for Le Wagon, which is basically a coding boot camp in London um, that teach you how to code. Uh, so I thought, well, I've done a few marathons, a few Ironmans now. How hard could it be to learn how to code? Uh, <laughs> uh, so I went along um, to um, Le Wagon and spent nine nine weeks with them learning how to code uh, and as part of that uh, built a prototype of the app um, and then probably I'd say about two months later I think we probably met in in Swansea yeah and um, yeah from there pretty much we've just been going full steam ahead yeah I mean I I, I took a bit of a career break um, based on the fact that I've got a child and uh, during that time, got instantly bored within weeks because I just love sport. I love yeah. everything behind sport. I love the data management behind sport and everything like that. So um, when when I met Saha, I had this kind of idea in the back of my head of what an app would look like, but not not a competitive app to all the others on the market, but something a little bit sort of different. Um, yeah. And I, I'd done my own research and met with a few people about what it would look like, but but it wasn't as engaging and as much of a community as what my finish line is. So kind yeah. of. I had a couple of doors open, but then Saha blew them open completely when we met. <laughs> I guess on a completely different like kind of note, how difficult is it to actually make an app and bring it from this concept in your head to like a real tangible, workable thing? It's definitely not as easy as an Iron Man. <laughs> um, no, it's it's really hard, and it 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 sort of consumes you. Um, and you you sort of have to be you have to be obsessed with it in a way because um, 
you know, there are thousands of apps out. Like you say, every man and his dog's got an app or is developing an app at the moment. Um, so to stand out, there's so much you have to do and you have to go above the, the stuff, you, the buzzwords you hear about SEO and like um, having social media accounts. There's so much more to it because we're really trying to build a proper community here. And to do that, you have to engage with people. And it's a massive help that I've been immersed in this, you know, market and Tristan's been immersed in it from the top side for however many years. So we really understand what drives people and we engage with people on a daily basis uh, through social media or through, through my running club or through you know triathlon, whatever, um, and, and really just try and make them understand what we're about so that they you know, then come and join us. It's one of the hardest parts of it, the marketing side and actually getting it out there. I used the analogy the other day as far as um, if, if we were a rock band, there's two ways of looking at it, which is you either go down the Simon Cowell... Bear with me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we go down the Simon Cowell road of, we're already big, we're going to impose ourselves on, on Britain and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. That's, to me, that's not great. We are kind of sitting in the back of a transit van, going around, playing all the <laughs> universities, trying to build up a cult following yeah. and then become popular that way. Because I think it's got more longevity and to be, to be honest, it's got a little bit more integrity based behind that's it as it. well. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I view it. Yeah. So are you... In the back of a van going to the <laughs> No. <laughs> I think we're looking not. to buy a new van. That's kind of where we are. <laughs> um, no, again, it's a lot of organic engagement. So um, conversations with people. Um, uh, you know, word of mouth marketing is so important now. Um, okay, yeah, you can um, pay for however many subscribers on, on, on social media or, or pay for ads. and But people are just going to glance over them now. Um, you have to make, if you want an organic sort of, proper community you have to talk to people and engage with them yeah and has it been successful so far how long have you guys been up and running uh well we well i suppose we officially launched in end of september yes it was yeah yeah so so not long at all no it's, it? it's very early stages and there's still a tremendous uphill battle to go but what we're finding is the people that we're engaging with are our early adopters are super super engaged in the idea and really want to help us um, and there are people reaching out to us to see how they can help us um, and how we can sort of grow and grow the community um, it sounds on the face of it really good so how can people I guess find you touch base that kind of that kind of thing so we're we are on social media um so we're on uh instagram uh, at my finish line uk um we're on facebook uh at my finish line uh and we're on twitter at my finish line uk and linkedin um but um you can also find loads of contact information on our actual website so www.myfinishline.co.uk Sounds um, like me trying to remember all my podcasts. <laughs> <still, so. laughs> there's so um, many of them now. So there's an email address on there. You, you know, uh, we are sort of super, super keen to get as much feedback as possible. People have ideas. You know, we're, we're early stage. We're still learning. This is, you know, new for us as well. Um, but we are super keen to learn what people think and, and, and adapt and, and make a great platform. Yeah, it sounds like you're very integrated with social media. Yeah. In, in that way do you see the app and social media kind of uh, building building together yes. so people obviously can use their workouts share their workouts is there going to be a crossover with say I Instagram think so story that kind of thing definitely how do you see the, the two marrying together I think um, so if you actually it's an interesting culture I've spent a lot of time on Instagram learning that's 
primarily where a lot of triathletes and runners, that's one of their main sort of social media channels. And a lot of them write blogs about race experiences. Um, you'll see link in bio, you'll see that a lot. Um, so we envision that this is gonna be like a staple thing that you'll see on people's Instagram page. Um, see, out, see my training plan for um, Cardiff Half Marathon, link in bio, that kind of thing. And then people can click through to that and go, oh, this is how that person, you know, trained. Um, so then I'm going to just follow this plan and then they can just follow off, tick the workouts as they go and then maybe do the same thing themselves. Um, yeah, I think there's quite a lot of nostalgic value as well. So you often, when I, when I sometimes it's interesting as, as a founder to watch people using your product. And um, oftentimes when athletes use it, they'll go on and they'll go, right, started training on this date, finished training on this date, and then boom, within seconds, all of their training journey for that race is there. And actually they're just like, whoa <laughs> i did not realize i exercised 300 times during that time period yeah. and you've got all these graphs and you can add pictures and you know anecdotes about the whole thing and like i say it's like a fitness snapshot of that time in your life which for a lot of people a lot of people are doing these endurance events for really emotive reasons and actually it can have a massive massive nostalgic effect on that as well um so so far we're seeing that a lot yeah we're losing it as well i mean every wednesday we've got workout wednesday and yeah. stuff where from, from, I suppose you'd call it my side of the app, which is the workout generator side of the app. We try and put something a little bit different on there. I mean, yeah. there's, there's field-based workouts, whether you're running, uh, which are not pretty much guidelines towards endurance sports. They're more kind of the kind of things that rugby players would do. Yeah, like sprints. hill sprints yeah. and all that kind of stuff that I used to do 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we're trying to sort of engage as much as we can on social media. Um, so if, if someone wants to have a look at kind of what we're about, you know, that happens every Wednesday. We know there's a lot of, yeah. lot of blog content on there just to, you know, we, we put our own little spins on the trends and the themes that are out there in the fitness world at the moment. Um, so Tristan so yeah. is a blog machine. Is he actually? Yeah. What do you call me? <laughs> Occasionally I'll wake up and there'll just be like five new blogs in my email inbox. I'll just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> he will just That's go. a man who's not currently working full-time. <laughs> there we go. Um, but it's, it's actually very interesting because Tristan's background, obviously he, uh, has, he understands uh, a lot of research in sport and um, a lot of our sort of what we call bite-sized blogs will actually explore some of the truths behind a lot of these fads that you see. Um, oh. So tell me about the vegan fad. Ooh. Did anybody in the room call it a vegan fad? We, we, we don't want to be sued, do we? Um, well, no, just obviously with that documentary being released and now everyone's plant-based diets for athletes. I'll I let just, you I just, take this I one. just jumped, jumped <laughs> into my mind. Do you know what? I, I just, I've been long enough and I'm long enough in the tough to see these things come and see these things go. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see every five years or so something explodes that instantly then two years later gets completely dismembered. And with a vegan fad, obviously it's fashionable at the moment, don't get me wrong. And, and yes, of course, there must be benefits to it. But to try and attribute that to increased in performance in sport, I think is almost virgin and ludicrous because there's no research on it. There's not enough valid research on it. And also it's just anecdotes. So... Yes, of course. is it trendy at the moment? Yes, it is. Does it work? Nobody can convince me otherwise until there's years of research to show that it does. And just because Novak Djokovic <laughs> for a while decided to do it and other people, he would be the best tennis player in the world if he mm. had nothing but leaves or had nothing <laughs> but steak. Yeah. Yeah. So there's my... Love that. Let me get, let me get that. down off this snowbox. <laughs> um, and that's speaking from a strictly performance <laughs> but there is, I mean, there's always been trends in fitness. 
is could the app thing be part i mean just playing devil's advocate could that be part of it the ability to use apps to train or do you think there's real longevity in this way of providing fitness information to people tech isn't going away that's for sure um i think yeah we've seen shifts in tech um you know a lot of people are using apps now previously you know you had the websites and and that was much bigger um I don't, I don't think so. I think the way that we communicate now as human beings um, has shifted, and I don't think that apps are going away anytime soon. No, and as far as um, you know, people in Britain now, uh, or oh, crikey, all around the world, they've realised the importance of fitness. Uh, it's happened probably at the same time chronologically as tech has exploded. I think the genie is out of the bottle on both mm. those things. You're not going to struggle to put it back in the bottle. You don't think fitness is just like a, a trend oh, at God, the no. moment? No. I, I don't think it is. I think it's 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 taken its due time for it to have the, the, the credence that it does in society. I think tech has enabled that as well. Um, you know, like the idea that an average Joe person can now go out and run a marathon or do an Ironman that maybe 10 years ago would seem like a much bigger task. Social media has kind of made it possible for people to see how to do it and the fact that it's achievable I think that's yeah. not going away I, um, I remember I mean this is just my own story but I remember being uh, a Swansea Harrier runner when I was about 18 years of age I remember t someone telling me oh this is event started in Hawaii where people swim two miles and they run a marathon at the end of it and they do something ridiculous like 150 miles or 140 miles. 112. I remember thinking, wow, you'd be half dead at the end of that. Yeah, exactly. I know I know three people on my street that have done it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so oh, you can't look left and right thing. in Pembrokeshire without seeing someone who's done an Ironman or yeah. seeing someone with an Ironman backpack. It's, it's, yeah. it's had a massive, massive effect in, in, in all of Wales, actually, but... In Pembrokeshire, especially if you walk through Tembe, literally, again, you look left and right, someone's wearing an Ironman backpack. Yeah. It's had an amazing effect on, on, on health. And the same thing you know, when, it come, when it comes to CrossFit, because this is the demographic we're talking about now, is um, you know, I, I wish when I was 25, when I was fit, that someone would say, look, there's a sports happening yeah. now where you, you lift power cleans 10 times, then you run 400 metres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up for that. That sounds yeah, amazing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, same with CrossFit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So what, what concessions have you made uh, to make your app accessible to, say, people who don't have access to certain like training facilities like a CrossFit gym? Or like, is, is there um, options for those kind of people? So we have a filter on the workout generator that's um, field or gym. So if you're outside and you just, you know, you don't have access to any weights or anything, you can just toggle onto f uh, the field filter and it will just give you all the sessions. There's hundreds of sessions. That's amazing. Um, and they're all made by you. Yeah. And sometimes, actually, some of the sessions you'll note as well, Tristan will add um, a kind of like, if you don't have this, then use this. I think there's one where you run up a hill holding a broomstick or something. <laughs> He's looking at you <laughs> like... <laughs> I've done so many of these. I can't remember. Yes, there um, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah so you, so you... I tried that one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just thought that. <laughs> just yeah, took a broom yeah. with yeah. it for a run. <laughs> But again, like yeah, because some some people, you know, I, I live in, on a on, on a farm in the middle of nowhere, and it's about twenty minutes to the nearest gym. So sometimes I don't have access to um, like fitness equipment. So stuff like that is quite useful. Um, so you've heard it right. Sarah has done like, two <laughs> Ironman, but like hell, is she driving twenty minutes to the local gym? <laughs> no, I'm just running up a hill with a stick. Yes, <laughs> but that's 
really interesting, isn't it? It's a, and it's an interesting concept that you can bring fitness to effectively very isolated areas. That's it. Because yeah. that is a, an underserved community in this sort yeah. of things. Yeah, Because you wouldn't open a gym because no one's no. going to go to it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and maybe those people, you know, there's people who don't have time to go and join a running club or join a triathlon club and they don't have access to that advice piece as well. Tech has enabled that. We've enabled that for people to come and yeah. see how people do things. One of the things I've learned as well, working outside of professional sport, is if, if you try and go to a gym at five o'clock in the afternoon, it's rammed. Yeah. You get maybe two pieces Speak of kit yourself, if you're lucky. Work at five yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Some people. <laughs> if you go to the gym at seven at night, you can't you can't get a piece of kit for the love or money. Mm. And if you want to do a, a superset session, or if you want to do anything resembling CrossFit. You, sometimes you just got to make it up as you go. Oh, look, the cable machine is open. I better jump on that before mm. somebody else jumps on it. So some of the sessions are designed with that in mind, which is we're not going to prescribe you um, exercises, but what we are going to prescribe you is intensities, sets, yeah. and reps, and against a set time frame, which is very similar to CrossFit. Now, I'm not saying that I've ripped it off in CrossFit, <laughs> but it it's kind of gives you the flexibility to go, right, okay, this is what kind of what the parameters of the session are. Uh, off we go. Like what, one of the main things that's taken off hugely in professional sport over the last few years has been escalated density training, which is you choose mm. two exercises, you go five reps at around 80% of your one rep max, and you keep going for 12 minutes. Uh, and that's it. Now, it's easier to say than to do because at the end of those 12 minutes, you're literally getting taken home in an ambulance. <laughs> but, but it's one of those principles, and that's just one principle where you can train to the nth degree on very, very simple yeah. exercises. And yeah, I, w <coughs> I think there's about 300, maybe 400 sessions now that's at the back end of my finish line. Yeah. So I, I think, I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. Mainly because I made it. <laughs> <laughs> but it does feel like simplicity is very much the yes. aim key. of the game. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, key. and also, I mean, this is Saha's idea because she's the genius behind this whole thing is, is the sessions are five crucial points that you can screenshot and hold on to your phone and use as reference points when mm. you're in the gym. Yeah. So, uh, wow. so when you're listening to Ariana Grande or whatever you listen to, <laughs> in the gym, take that. Right. <laughs> uh, you can actually look at you can look at your screen and say, right, this is my neck reference. Yeah. Um, and you know, you can save the sessions for later. You know, share them on Facebook or, or Instagram wherever you want. Um, yeah. yeah. So. So, what has been the reaction of the fitness community so far? Very positive. Yes. Um, so we, I, I'm, again, we're engaging a lot on on social media and also within our communities as well and having conversations with people and like I said I do enjoy watching people use it mainly because they go oh you're so amazing um, <laughs> do <they? laughs> um but but also because you get real sort of live uh, you can see the expression on their face and see the sort of the light up of their face when when it works and um you know the idea that oh cool I can just look at how somebody else trained for it for for the race that I'm doing or um, you know I'm in the gym and I, I can't be bothered to think of a session I I don't really I'm too tired after my long day at work not you obviously but um, <laughs> and, um, but you know and then I don't have to think about it and it's there and, and you see that sort of those cogs turning in people's heads like this is a really really great idea like why has no one you know already done this um, and yeah it's been pretty positive so far so have you um given thought to only because there is a similar app in the crossfit world that's being developed at the moment where this is a paper app you sign up mm. and you get access to the workouts of people who are at the top level mm -hmm. yeah. so you can see i mean i know obviously you're targeting a community aspect yeah. at this point but i could also look and see the huge gap that exists between myself and a professional athlete yeah and yeah. then, theoretically, I guess, 
move myself closer to that professional yeah. athlete over the course of few weeks. Yeah. Is that yeah. something that you guys considered well, in this? Yes, it is. But it's, uh, I'll, I'll come back on that one, which is um, in, in order for you to, to be able to see what kind of workouts they do, it just gives you a cross-sectional snapshot of this is what this person does for this workout. Mm. It doesn't give you an idea of the entire length of time, the periodization model that they've taken mm. in order to get to that point. Mm. Or, or does it? I'm asking you, does it, is it a longitudinal three to six months plan of this is what they've done the entire time? Or is it just Lauren Smith does this for this workout, boom, there's her standards. I think it depends on how it's presented. I think so. Right. Yeah. I, th I think um, t technically... Um, and this is Iron Man's mission statement now. Anything is possible. <laughs> um, I think f for us at the moment, strategically, we just kind of have to get the feedback from, from people that are using the app. And also, you know, people who might use it for something different that we never even thought of. And that might be one case where, you know, someone who does CrossFit and is like, have you thought about applying it in this way? I know all of my friends would use this if, you know, that's something that we could then sort of maybe think about adapting towards or, or pivoting towards i think at so this I do stage appreciate i'm approaching you with a very no niche market no, here. No, 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 no no not at all i think i think um and i think w what we've tried to do is kind of focus on a niche to start with and, and maybe that is sort of racing and triathlon and then understand how it's being used to then maybe expand it to CrossFit or to whatever, whatever well, else. It could be play anything. It could be athletics or it Absolutely. could be more, more specialised exactly. cyclists. And this is the thing. I mean, I'm not saying this now because we're on a CrossFit-based uh, podcast, but I genuinely believe this. And, and off air earlier, mm. I mentioned to you, Sarah, didn't I? Mm. The, there's, there's only a, a finite amount of energy systems. You've got the anaer anaerobic, alactic, aerobic, and they've obviously got strength capacities of all of, all of them. Now, CrossFit is an amalgamation of all. Mm. Um, and if I was a coach in football or rugby or anything like that, and you're looking at someone to have a good training history, if you had a young academy player come in to you and you think this person's been doing CrossFit for three years, you'd internally give yourself a massive high five thinking, mm. right, okay, <laughs> there's a basis here from which to work on. Yeah. Um, I always say the story of Erky Bull, the, the decathlon champion, I think, in the 2004 Olympics, and I think he was either Estonian or Latvian. He turned his hands to CrossFit, and the transferability from decathlon to CrossFit was huge. But then that proves the other way as well. The transferability mm. of CrossFit to other things mm. is itself huge. And I don't think CrossFit does listen to this now. I've even exposed, they haven't scratched the surface of what the skill sets and the abilities that they've got physiologically and skill-wise could happen to other sports. Absolutely. Like someone who's been doing CrossFit for, for five years could think, right, I'm going to try, I don't know, triathlon or I'm yeah. going to try rugby or football. They might find themselves in the top 5% physically Absolutely. of all the other sports because of what they've got. So I think what we're trying to be in my finish line is we're trying to accept the fact there's no, there's no pigeonhole. Everything is dependent on what we can, can, um, can do as humans mm. in all those energy systems. Where, now, people listening to this might disagree and think, oh, there's a massive difference between a triathlete and a power event in a CrossFit. I'm saying, no, there isn't. Mm. It's, just, it's just how you apply those forces in that period of time. Whether you're power cleaning or whether you're running 10,000 meters, you still have to apply it in a, certain, in a certain sense. And I genuinely think that CrossFit is a huge target audience from which to improve performance sport. And I, I would imagine as well, I mean, I've got friends who do CrossFit. I've occasionally attended the odd CrossFit session myself. I'm not great, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but, you know, where have those people come from? Not just powerlifting not just running it's kind of like it's it's almost like an amalgamation of all this all these different sports in one hey, so i was a cheerleader 
exactly you know yeah. uh, and all these all these things have like c almost come together so you think about the people that have fed into that and it's this exactly the same with triathlon people go oh they see their friend doing a triathlon they might be a rugby player if you see all the Welsh rugby players that have been doing Ironman recently uh, yes there's, there's a lot of them isn't it Shane Williams probably the most high profile yeah, yeah. exactly my other half turned his hand to a triathlon relatively recently um to be fair to him, he wasn't the best at training for it. He but he, <laughs> he, he honestly said it yes. was the worst thing he's ever done. Because oh, yeah. oh, okay. he's a rugby player. You know, he's yeah. rugby build. But yeah. just goes to show the crossovers there. And Absolutely, people see their yeah. friends doing it. And, and you know, on power on the bike, for example, you know, that comes from strength. It's, yeah. you know, a lot of it. Most of it. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you very much, guys. Thank you for taking the time. One last plug of where people can take a little look and get involved, that kind of thing. Yeah, so myfinishline.co.uk. Um, you can get, you can use your phone and access it on the browser there, or you can get on laptop as well. Um, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter as well. At myfinishline. At myfinishlineuk. And we are podcast of the day. And of course, you can find us on at podcast underscore o underscore d or www.podcastoftheday.co.uk on. Um, the internet and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Deezer and all major podcasting outlets. But yeah, cheers guys. Thanks Thank very you. much. Thank you. Cheers. cheers Thanks for having us. <laughs>